0: Hello and welcome to episode two fifty four of the Thinking LSAP podcast in Vienna, Virginia. This is Ben Olson with me is Nathan Fox. Where are you
1: uh, I am in Los Angeles at the moment. okay. I just came back from Oakland yesterday visiting some friends up there and now I'm getting packed up finally to get out of here to move, move. I'm getting out of the city man yep okay I'm, when are I'm you done. moving like a week or something or um i yeah end of the month but i've i've already like gotten rid of half of my stuff basically moving sucks moving sucks but getting rid of stuff that's that's dude my last few good. moves i've moved a lot in the last few years but i've had movers yeah. every time and so mm. i've basically just accumulated a bunch of shit and this time mm. i'm like nope it's time to kind of reboot on almost all of my stuff so i'm just like giving the plants and stuff giving them to friends getting just getting rid of like almost everything it's crazy how much just trash you accumulate
0: yeah yeah
1: cool man well today on the show we have a
0: lot of stuff to talk about we got an announcement yesterday from LSAC that the august LSAT is a flex test not too much of a surprise there we also got another announcement about their new feature score preview we have an email from the john marshall law school re the flex test hmm i wonder what they have to say Will the flex affect my admissions if I'm applying in 2023? Uh, Okay, that's a question we'll have (laughs) to grapple with.
1: Far forward
0: (laughs) prognostication. I don't. (laughs) Let's hope you change your mind by then. We have a quote here: "Registering for the LSAT flex is dumb." All right. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Okay. Lots of things about the LSAT. We've talked about the registration on the last episode. It is exceedingly dumb. But yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. We have a pearls versus turds. Segment today, and then we have a hopefully a logical reasoning question. Test sixty-five, section four, question six. If we have time, this will air on Monday, July thirteenth. Um, this is the week of the July LSAT Flex. So good luck to all of you who are taking it as we speak or as you listen to this. I guess really, the deadline for the August LSAT Flex is July fifteenth. I wonder if that's going to change now that it's a flex test, but. I bet the registration
1: deadline will stay the same. I don't think they've usually changed those.
0: Oh, I thought I was under the impression that they like pushed them back a few days the last few times. So I was like, Oh,
1: maybe. I don't know.
0: Anyway, that's this Wednesday as of right now. On Friday, August 21st, that's your deadline for the October LSAT,
1: which. We can start speculating (laughs) that that'll be the flex, yeah? Uh Yeah, that that'll be the LSAT flex. We can just drop flex, right? It's just, this is the LSAT. That's what I'm saying. In (laughs) fact, I tweeted this yesterday um, because, I mean, I can't wait, Ben, to talk about all these new news that came out of LSAC yesterday. Sure. I mean, like, they buried the lead. They, with the, uh, August is now the flex. It's like, no shit you're gonna, we we were already like a thousand percent that you were gonna do that. Yeah. But then this new, the score preview thing is crazy. They, they buried <laughs> that. I can't wait to talk about that. But in the discussion of the score preview thing, people were asking me questions about the Flex, and I'm just like, well, it, it's the LSAT. It's just the LSAT. That's what there is yeah. now. Yeah, Like, the LSAT is the Flex. There's no s- separate product LSAT Flex. It's just the LSAT.
0: Yep. So Saturday, August 29th, is the beginning of the August LSAT Flex testing week. Uh, They did mention in their email that most of the testing will be done that Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Cool. Anyways, email the show at help at thinkinglsat.com. Send us your selfies if you're so inclined. Leave us a review on iTunes. That always helps so much. So thank you to all of you who have left reviews recently, or really ever. Thank you. Um, Dude, let's jump into this
1: LSAC email. Okay, so this was the email that came out yesterday to all registrants for Mm -hmm. the August LSAT. And it says, we hope you are staying safe, healthy, and strong during these challenging times. Because you are currently registered for the August 29 LSAT, we want to share several important announcements about the August test. Given the continuing COVID-19 emergency, we will offer the online, remotely proctored LSAT flex in August instead of the in-person LSAT, blah, blah, blah. Yep. We knew that that was coming. They've done that with the past few tests and there's just no fucking way, Ben. Harvard University this week announced that they were doing entirely remote instruction for the entire year, 2020, 2021. Okay. I don't know if that applies to the law school, but it applies to the undergrads for sure. And Mm -hmm. when they're doing shit like that, there's no need to be gathering people together to take the LSAT in person when we have a perfectly good online. I mean, it's not perfect. (laughs) It's not perfect by any means, but it is fine, right? The flex, it works. People are taking the LSAT online and it works. It's just going to be the flex now for... (laughs) Yeah. Miraculously, maybe the October test will be in person if there's a miraculous cure for COVID. Okay. But, so what else did they tell us? Um, <laughs> this wasn't in the subject, by the way. The subject was August registrants flex announcement. <laughs> but the second bullet point, and I wait, wait, like. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> can you read the last sentence of the first bullet point, which is italicized? The italicized hidden? one? <laughs> yeah. Oh. The second half of this email provides more detail on next steps, assistance, and familiarization
0: resources. <laughs> why are people so bad at writing? Like why do they take the time
1: to say what they're about to say? It well, yeah, I mean this email has bold, it has <laughs> italics, it mm-hmm. has indented bullet points, and the the biggest problem is that it has too many words. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This could have been said. And it's like, you know, and then what happens is people don't read it, which is on them. Yeah. But it's also got to be a hassle for LSAC because they communicate so poorly to everybody. So then people don't read it. So then they, I'm sure, get like customer service calls. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Save yourself. They could have got rid of the whole first paragraph and just said, Dear Joe, August is now
1: August LSAT Flex. Yeah. Um, And... Potentially by design, though, because I have a feeling that they really did not want to make a splash with this yes, second. So the, maybe point. they're deliberately poorly writing this to bury the lead. That I saying? can't believe that they're not. It, this seems like they should be very sheepish. Sheepish about this. In in bold it says. In response to requests and feedback from test takers, we have created a new score preview option for first-time test takers who wish to see their score before deciding, hold on I have to take a breath, whether or not to keep it as part of their LSAC transcript and report it to schools. Oh my god. What's the word count on that? Jesus. I don't know. Hold on. Wait. Where is that? It's under I changed tools. my Google Docs settings so that I don't have word count easily available. Why oh, I got I do it. That don't to worry. Myself? Yeah, tell me what the oh, word wait, count wait, is. Oops,
0: on that. I selected the whole document. Um, okay, here we go. Word count is forty-six.
1: Nice. Okay, that needs to be half of that. At I least. Mean, yeah. So I, I read that and I was like, wait, a new score preview option for <laughs> first-time test mean? takers who wish to see their score. And I was like, oh, so you're just going to let first-time test takers see their score before they cancel? Well, yeah. That's nice of you. (laughs) Yeah, that's kind of you. And then they say, score preview will cost $45 if you sign up prior to the first day of testing for a given test administration, or you may sign up during a specified time period after testing has concluded (laughs) for $75. We are in the wrong business, man. <laughs> I know. Seriously, <laughs> man. Um, so they're going to... Oh, my God. Okay, so 45 bucks if you sign up in advance, which I imagine so many people are going to do. It's a default thing. It's going to be a checkbox, and you're going to say, why people would I not d- do that? Right. My, so, my I future mean,
0: depends on this.
1: Well, especially rich kids or even upper-middle-class kids or maybe some middle-class kids... Just no brainer. First time taking the LSAT, definitely pay the extra forty five bucks so that you know that you can see your score before you decide to cancel. Wait, can you tell me why this is just for first time test takers? I have no fucking idea why it's just for first time test takers. <laughs> it it seems to screw the people who have already been taking the LSAT. Mm hmm. It's like a new. It's a new benefit that's only that's a available. Huge advantage.
0: I mean, I don't know. It's not a huge <laughs> advantage because they're going to take your highest score. But it's still like – think about
1: the – I don't know. People, him and ha, over this <laughs> issue. We have to think through the actual implications of it. Mm-hmm. I, I was driving yesterday uh, for, for like five hours on boring ass, horrible I-5, which, by the way, might get me to stop eating beef because driving up, up and down I-5, you go past Harris Ranch, it is mm. the fucking worst – seeing that gigantic feedlot mm. it looks like actual hell it's like what it, like the sky is red from shit it's disgusting it's like the most it's just the nastiest thing ever
0: wow okay
1: um and that's like supposedly you know high quality harris ranch whatever it's like it's mm. actual hell i mean it is just the most disgusting thing um anyway i'm driving five hours on the freeway and thinking about it. So I was like, I've been kind of thinking through the implications of it, right? But sure. do you think this leads to more cancels or less cancels? Probably fewer because okay. people think that
0: they did worse than they actually did, maybe. I don't know. There's holding on to that score just to be sure. I don't it goes know.
1: both ways, right? Yeah. It, before this, there, we, we were always trying to talk people out of canceling. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, the upside's all that really matters. You should. Yep. If schools only care about your highest score, then you should probably just, you know, if, unless you had a medical emergency or your internet went out and you weren't able to finish the test or something like that, you should probably mm-hmm. just go ahead and keep your score, grit your teeth and keep your score, even if it's low. Whatever it doesn't really hurt you that bad. Yeah. That's that's what that's the world we've been in. Mm-hmm. People still cancel their score, always to our chagrin. You know, yep. like we're just like, come on, really? <laughs> and I'll never stop talking about the student who almost canceled her 178. <laughs> like I was able to talk her out of canceling her one, what, what turned out to be an actual 178. I will never Jeez stop Louise. talking about that <laughs> anyway. Um, so basically people shouldn't cancel, but it would be a no brainer for people to check that box to give themselves the option to cancel.
0: Yeah. And then and just a uh, peace of
1: mind. You don't have to do any of this yep. debating. And then when they do see the low number, I don't know. I I can see it leading to more cancels like people who have, it's like now you've paid money to get to see your score and then decide whether to cancel. Mm -hmm. And I can see a lot of people being like, yeah, well I can do better. I'm going to cancel. Yep. I know I can do better. Even if they can't, can't (laughs) people tend to like only remember their high scores on their practice tests. Yeah. So, you know, like they've broken into the one seventies three times And they get their score back and it's a 168. And I could see them being foolishly Mm -hmm. deciding to cancel. Yeah. Because they remember that they are capable of scoring in the 170s. But it's like, well, yeah, but you're also very capable of scoring 168 and below. So why would you cancel that? You should keep it. You should still take it again, but you should keep the 168, because now it creates a floor, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um More details about this. So I, there's an argument to be made that this will result in fewer cancels, but it will also there's an argument to be made that it will result in more cancels. Mm-hmm. It's certainly a benefit for people who can afford it. So they go on. First-time test takers who sign up for score preview will receive their scores at the same time other test takers receive theirs, assuming they have completed their LSAT writing and have no holds <laughs> on their accounts, and will have six... 6. Why the fuck do people do that? Why do they put it, why do they write the word and then the numeral in parentheses? Well,
0: it's a it's a contracting habit <laughs> that attorneys <laughs> adopted to avoid ambiguity, but the actual <laughs> consequence of doing that is ambiguity because right. it's like, what? What is, is this like a bullet point number in the middle of a sentence? What <laughs> so, yeah, when I um worked on coaching drafting we told attorneys to take it out.
1: That's for attorneys. And this is not attorneys. Attorney. Well, I mean, this they is an run email this through their counsel, though. Like, they're legal. they're like, yeah, yeah.
0: They're like, wait, make sure to put the numerical six it's in there. It's not that
1: they're bad writers. It's that they let it go through their counsel. That's, what's, that's what makes it bad. Okay. So you get six days to decide if you want to cancel. That seems overly generous, honestly. Like once yeah. they show you your your score, you should just, just be like, yes or no, like sixty yeah. seconds. <laughs> like do you like it or just not? Decide right now. <laughs> it's like it's like Tinder. Yeah, you, know, you just <laughs> yeah swipe left or right on this, but you have to decide before you do anything else. Um, it's yeah that, okay. So you got six days to really mull it over. Mm-hmm. <sighs> If they take no action, their scores will be added to their LSAC file and released to schools at the end of the six-day f- period. This feature will be available for purchase starting around <laughs> August 1. So if you're signed <laughs> up for the August LSAT flex, you will be able to sign up and purchase this additional product. Product it's service. It's an additional service. They're ser- they live to serve the clients. <laughs> Um, note, this is an important note. First time test takers who have an approved LSAT fee waiver will receive score preview free of charge. And then there's a link to where you can learn more about the score preview. So they are giving it to the people who get the LSAT fee waiver. This is, and then this, so my analysis is Hmm. unequivocal, boon to people who do get the LSAC fee waiver because they get it for free. First time test takers on the LSAC fee waiver. Hey, LSAC fee waiver just got better. Everybody should apply for the LSAC fee waiver. They do deny a lot of people for the LSAC fee waiver though. And it's real hard to appeal and good luck. You should apply for it, but that, you know, you may or may not get it. You might have to dig up your tax returns, your parents' tax returns, who knows what else you'll have to provide in order to get the fee waiver. But if you get the fee waiver then you get this new service for free. And some other things. It's becoming more and more valuable. <laughs> Unequivocal boon to rich kids of which we have a lot of rich kid clients. We have mm-hmm. plenty in the test prep industry. We have plenty yep. of people who have unlimited money who pay us whatever to help them not only with the test but with all kinds of other issues and for them, 45 extra bucks, whatever. They were already planning on taking the test four times, like, you know, attack on another yeah. 45 or 75. Whatever. Absolutely yep. doesn't touch them at all. <laughs> Seems pretty much bad for everybody else in the middle, you know, 70%. I'm guessing that maybe 10% qualify for the LSAC fee waiver.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm guessing that 20%. Don't care. Forty five bucks doesn't matter. This is just a you know service that they will obviously buy, even if it doesn't really necessarily benefit them. They don't care because it's just like check a box. It can only yes. be good. It can this can only help me. So yep. check that box. First time test takers, absolutely. If the money doesn't matter to you, check the box.
0: Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Were, were you gonna say anything else? Because I, I was thinking um, this this ups the ante a little bit for your first test you know we've always told people don't take it till you're ready this is like one more reason
1: double don't take it till you're ready yeah because you're only going to get this option once Mm -hmm. that said i'm still going to be telling you probably don't cancel but i I will i'll at least be able to look at your score Mm -hmm. talk to you about your practice test scores talk to you about what you plan to do for future prep, where you're going to apply, how much money you want to pay for law school, what type of school you're going to, you know, all that and then decide. And then yeah. I, I still think my advice 99% of the time is going to be don't cancel because mm-hmm. a cancel on your record can't possibly help you. But a score on record, you need a score on record to go to law school. So yeah, I just think that it's bad for the middle 70%. That's all like, it's bad for anyone who isn't going to purchase it because all it's going to do is help everybody else who is going to purchase it. And this is a zero sum game. (laughs) You know, you you only benefit from a higher LSAT score at the expense of everyone else because it's competitive to get the seats and to get the scholarships. So this is for the top 20% who give no shits about 45 or $75. It's good for them for the bottom 10% or whatever it is, maybe less than that, that get the LSAC fee waiver. It's definitely good for you because you get it for free. Yeah. Yeah. But it's totally bad for the other 75, 70% who now are basically, it's just, they raised the price of your first LSAT. Yeah. Like the, your first LSAT now costs $245 because if you're taking your first LSAT and you don't pay the extra 45, you're an idiot. Like that's just, it's a, it's a mistake not to pay it. Well, and
0: I, it's pretty clear that almost everyone is going to end up getting this. Because if you That's what I'm saying. are price sensitive, you're not going to get it the, for the
1: $45, but after you
0: take that test, you're walking away, you're going to be like I want this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're once again in the uncomfortable position of recommending that people pay LSAC more, which mm-hmm. we frequently are because we're like you should take the test again. You should yep. take the test again you are not ready to take the test. You should withdraw. You're not going to get your money back, but you should withdraw and you should schedule a test down. We're like constantly telling people, you know, Oh, you should apply to more law schools. You should pay more of those $45 report fees. You know, like five schools, isn't enough. You should, you should buy five more of those report fees and you should pay them an additional couple hundred bucks. We're constantly telling people that they should pay LSAC. I mean, and this is a, I, that's my analysis so far until I hear a better argument. It just seems like, yeah, you should do it.
0: Well, the the financials are such that there's so much money hanging in the balance despite the absurdity of this service, air quotes.
1: <laughs> it's unequivocally good for LSAC. They have de facto raised the price of taking the test. They They say that it's in response to people, well, of course people want to be able to see their score before they cancel. But why didn't they just change it and make it so that everybody can see their score before they cancel? Nope. We had to also charge more money for that. I don't know. Well, life ain't fair. And I'm certainly not, you know, I'm not, I'm not pretending otherwise. It's just that like they find so many ways to charge people, and I just like how how can they keep? (laughs) They must not be worried about the GRE. Let's put it that way. I think
0: I think part of the problem here is that any company that charges more for a service, in my mind, in most cases, is totally justified in doing so. That's the kind of world we live in. But LSAC holds itself out as this institution that's trying to bring legal education to everyone. And it's like, yeah,
1: I know. Okay. Next bullet point. In response to feedback from our member law schools, we are reinstating the requirement that all test takers must have a completed LSAT writing sample on file before they will receive their score for the August flex or future tests. I mean, I guess we could infer from that that the law schools are caring more. We have, we've heard this already anecdotally that the law schools are caring more about LSAT writing now, mm-hmm. now that it's typed, word processed. You
0: know, yeah.
1: that's, that's important. Uh, that makes it more valuable to the schools. But now we have a new thing that um, you're not actually even going to get your score until you do the LSAT writing. Again, you don't do LSAT writing on the same day as you do your 120 to 180 LSAT. It's not scored. It's not part of that 120 to 180 at all. But now you do have to do it sometime in the three weeks uh, before or or any prior time. You only ever have to do it once. But you have to have an LSAT writing on file now before they're going to release your scores.
0: And it says we will now open LSAT writing eight, parentheses eight, days prior to every test administration. So I guess you can do it the week before or any time after.
1: That's real easy, by the way. The LSAT writing is nothing. You can watch a 15-minute video. Uh, on that and you'll you'll know exactly what you need to do for LSAT writing. So uh, anyway, that is a thing that you have to do. By the way, that's also another separate fee. I can't remember what it was. Ten bucks, fifteen bucks. Is, yeah, something like that. Yeah. It's required. You can't just put it all in one price. It has to be a separate <laughs> even though it's necessary for you to get your score. <laughs> uh Okay, this, I guess, may be important for people who are registered for August. It says, because you are currently registered for the August LSAT, you may take the August LSAT Flex or opt out and receive a coupon, which can be applied to any future test between October 2020 and April 2021. So people, they're still giving people the option to opt out of the Flex. But if you're opting out of the Flex because you're waiting for the day when there's not the Flex. Good luck. Have fun waiting. Yeah, I mean, I'm not pushing you into law school at all, but if you're serious about going to law school in any time in the near future, you need to plan on the flex is your test.
0: I really wonder what your holdup is because the in-person test actually seems like more of a nightmare. I mean, you're going to still take it on a device. It's not like a paper-based test and it's five sections and you're with a bunch of people who are making noise. Just. Figure out what your hurdle is. If it's you can't get a laptop, then ask LSAC for one.
1: They did bizarrely change the balance of the test. Uh, games is not one quarter anymore. Games is yeah, now one third. That's true. Mm-hmm. Reading comprehension is not one quarter anymore. Reading comprehension is now one third. And logical reasoning, which used to be half the test and is by far the most lawyerly part of the test, logical reasoning is now, instead of half, it's one third. So if logical reasoning was your strength, Then yeah, the that shifting balance really hurts you. Yeah. I have had a lot of people complaining. Well, I can think of one person complaining very vocally that the LSAT flex was bad for him because here's, you know, because games is my weakest section, blah, blah, Mm. blah. Sure. The one thing I do have to say to that though is get fucking better at games. It's not that hard to get better at games. You just have to really work, you have to work at it. Like you just have to do it. You have to do all the Mm -hmm. games. If you do all the games, Mm -hmm. you will improve a lot at the games. So I just don't have that much sympathy for people who are like, Oh, the flex fucked me because my, you know, I only get six points on a section of logic games. It's like, well, stop getting six points on a section of logic games. Yeah. That's just six points. Yeah. Seriously. It's (laughs) like, you're so bad at logic games that by the way, even on the old LSAT, you still would have got a shitty score. Like I understand that your shitty score would have been higher, but it still would have been a shitty score because you just don't get a good LSAT score with six points on the logic game. So it's just not going to happen. The same that can be, be said doubled. for reading
0: comp. I mean, exactly. I know reading comp, is, it's, a, it's a skill that you have to focus on. How do you read and translate sentences? And when people say, oh, I just don't get it or I, I read it and I don't understand it. And, but sometimes I totally understand it and sometimes I don't. Well, when you're not, you need to wake up and go back and reread that sentence. I highly yep. doubt there are any words in that sentence that you don't understand. There are some non-native speakers who are like, wow, I didn't know that word. I didn't know that word. I'm like, wow, that's a different challenge. But for the vast majority of people, they understand each word. Okay, now put them together. Just keep practicing that over and over and over again.
1: Even the words that you're not 100% on, you should be able to get from context. If there is a word that really matters, it's a novel word that really matters, they always give you the definition in the passage anyway they'll give you so, the
0: definition or enough clues to figure it out. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, and if you're like, "Well, but I but I didn't know that word and other people don't know that word, but they figured it out." And that's what they're expecting you to do yeah. and you can get better at that. It's different. It's not as concrete. It's not like we can say, "Oh, we'll draw this or draw that for that sentence." No, there's none of that. But you can develop this skill.
1: Yeah. And and that's generally, I mean, we got to stop you know, you got to control the stuff that you actually can control. So people complaining about the shift to the flex, you know, people complain that they don't want to take it on a screen. People complain that, well, it's hard to find a quiet space at home, or they complain that they're not good at logic games. And it's like, well, okay, but this is the world we're living in. The flex isn't going anywhere. Sure. You can opt out, push, you know, kick the can down the road a while, but. Boy, if you kick it down to April 2021, you're definitely not going to law school in 2021. So, you know, it's if you want to go to law school in 2021, you got to take the flex. That's all there is to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'll move on to this next email. This is from John Marshall Law School regarding the flex. Okay. The subject says, the LSAT flex is coming. Here's a free logic puzzle. What? Oh, boy. I can't wait to see this. Okay. Uh, It says, dear, well, I guess we have permission to use John Mark's name. Dear John Mark, did you resolve to make 2020 the year you elevated your, your education to the next level anchored in the heart of midtown Atlanta, Atlanta's John Marshall. Why do you have to put Atlanta's John Marshall law school? You just said in the heart of midtown, midtown Atlanta, (laughs) you could just say John Marshall law school. You don't need to say in the heart of midtown Atlanta, comma, Atlanta's, John Marshall Law School. Oh, parentheses, AJMLS. Which they
0: never <laughs> use again.
1: <laughs> so they didn't
0: want something to- <laughs> Oh, I guess they do. They use it one more time. It's one more so time unnecessary. It. Okay. You're like, you're like, hmm, what law school are you referring to? Call it <laughs>
1: fucking John Marshall like everyone yeah. else in the world does. This is how, this is similar to UC Hastings College of the Law, which yeah. is like everyone calls it Hastings. You don't have to call it all of that. Anyway, um we support your dream of joining the noble profession of law (laughs) and invite you to apply free all caps there and take advantage of our fall 2020 free laptop program for incoming students. Oh my God.
0: That just shows how much their prices are inflated. They can just throw in
1: garbage free free laptop laptop program for incoming (laughs) students. Come on. If they need a laptop, they can buy a cheap laptop of their own. You don't need to be giving out cheap laptops to everybody and just charging. <laughs>
0: God. You know someone okay.
1: thought they're like, oh, we can buy them in bulk. We'll get them cheaper than
0: they would normally be, and we can hand them out, and people will feel like, ooh, I got a laptop. It's
1: like getting a free fucking hat or jacket when you buy a car or something. It's like, you no, know, I don't <laughs> <laughs> buy my own <laughs> Oh god. Okay. In addition to our free laptop program, merit scholarships are still being awarded, and your eligibility will be determined at the time of an admissions decision. The application deadline for fall twenty twenty is August sixth of twenty twenty. Oh wow! <laughs> These schools are desperate, man. I yeah. think we are going to see. I hope. I mean, I really do hope this fall we get a. We need. We need. We need some attrition in the law school business. There need to be we fewer do. law schools.
0: Yep. This school is giving itself 20 days to accept your application.
1: <laughs> That's how desperate they are. Like they're, yes, they are clearly saying we don't have our class filled. We are in trouble. <laughs> yep. The, we will still consider you for scholarships is probably a lie. Well, I mean, we'll consider you. We just, I mean, we're not going to give you, but we will consider you for a scholarship. hmm Um, Mm -hmm. if you are not in the position to begin law school this fall, the 2020 application will be available starting September 1, 2020. We welcome your inquiries for both entry dates and invite you to RSVP for one of our upcoming virtual open house events. That's what they really should be doing. Instead of giving away free laptops, they need to be getting Mm -hmm. on zoom and talking to people. Yeah. Make this the year that you take the first step in adding juris doctor to your resume.
0: your future is now your future is now
1: (laughs) your future is now (laughs) no it's not (laughs) it's in the future (laughs) i mean it can't be before september anyway (laughs) like even that's not now um okay what's next uh prepare AJMLS has created its own free logic puzzle for you to practice with. Once you have worked the puzzle, the answers are located on the last page of the document to check your work. Oh my god! I cannot click this fast enough. And we're tracking your email to see which one of you fails our. This is a PDF. Oh, it's a PDF, those idiots? They could have done it as like a actual... A candy shop owner has six kinds of candy that need to be placed on a three-shelf display. We got fruity candy, A, B, and C, and chocolate candy, D, E, and F. Any of the shelves may remain... Can we just stop here for a half second? Uh
0: They are making the mistake that LSAT made, or LSAC, made years ago, back Uh in the 90s, when they used... The letters A, B, C, D, and
1: E in the game, which <laughs> no, only they, confuses they you. They that, though, because they changed <laughs> the answer choices to 1, two, three, four, five.
0: <laughs> <laughs> To numbers. Okay. Well, whatever. I can't win.
1: <laughs> but we got shelves 1, 2, and 3, and now the answer choices also have 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. they oh, They could have just... Okay. Anyway, um, any of the shelves may remain unoccupied, and they are shelves... Well, Ugh. Who wrote that? <laughs> and they are shelves one, two, and three from top to bottom. <laughs> the candy placement must coincide <laughs> with the following conditions. Wait, what? Coincide? Mm. Coincide? Coexist? <laughs> D- <laughs> what does that I don't know, mean? but it ain't coincide. No. What? How about okay. follow? Comply. <sighs> following must obtain. That's what they should have said. All right. D and F can't be on the same shelf. A has to be on the shelf directly above the shelf that F is on. No one shelf can hold all three fruity candy. <laughs> this is a law school. They put their name on this. E cannot be on the middle shelf. And then we got a bunch of questions. They got their letterhead on the whole thing. Dude, I guarantee you there's a flaw in here. I bet there's like two answers are correct. I, re- I wish I could do it, but I, I'm not going to do it right now. I got the whiteboard right here. I really want to do the logic game, but instead I'm going I'm to save it for class. I'm teaching class in 20 minutes, so I'm going oh to do it in class. You can come show up if you want to see me do yeah. this. The Atlanta's john Marshall Law School game. Um, anyway, okay, so they made a logic game. Um, and it has many, many typos and bad sentences. Dude, you skipped the uh, paragraph
0: about the flex.
1: Do we want to read that? Oh, oh, sorry. How are we handling the LSAT flex and fall 2020 applications? The flex score will be evaluated as your other test scores. <laughs> oh, boy, as is used with a verb, not with a noun. <laughs> that needs to be as the, you know, the same as or like as. Your other test scores will be evaluated. Yeah, yeah. Please submit your application early and indicate you are taking a future exam. We will accept the July administration for the fall 2020 cycle, but admer- but urge you to still submit your application early. Well, ain't no early. We're in July right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. These poor schools, man. They're gonna no. They're they- no, they're sinking ships. Like they, they are going out of business, and um, they need to. Goodbye. And, and they should. And they should. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where can you submit your free application? Oh, direct through LSAC. Yeah. Whatever. Okay, that's from the Office of Admissions. You okay. Take this next one. Yeah, I'll take the next one. So
0: this is from Gordy. Thanks for writing in, Gordy. Let's see what you have to say. Hello, I'm signed up to take the LSAT Flex on August 29th. Uh, okay. Wow. Uh, Gordy must have just wrote this, sent this in. I'm a student-athlete that just graduated from Ohio State and the ath- athletic department paid for my Kaplan test prep for the past year. <laughs> okay, that was a poor move. Waste of money, well, sorry. Well,
1: the Ohio State athletic department has money, so. Yeah. That's, that's a still poor was- investment still wasted. of the money. But yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: When COVID arrived, wow, sounds like a... House guest, Kaplan extended my test prep to August thirty first. Hmm. I decided to take to take advantage of the free test prep and sign up for the LSAT in August. I'm planning on playing professional hockey for two to three years, and then I'm planning on applying and attending law school after. I was wondering if you guys had any advice or insight on how law schools might look at my LSAT score two to three years from now, and see that it is a flex. Do you think this could affect my admission process at all? I really enjoy your podcast, and if I need to take the LSAT again, I'm definitely going to subscribe to The Demon. Thanks, Gordy. Hey, um, it's interesting. Well, one, if the flex becomes a thing, no one's going to care. And two, eh, I don't know. I think if we go back to normal which seems unlikely for a while. But if we do, I suspect most people would look at it and go, oh, look at this. It's a flex test taker. That's cool. I don't think it's gonna. they're going to know what to do about it other than just treat it well, like a score.
1: There's going to be tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of applicants who have at least one flex on their record. From I some mean, time, yeah. We've, we've already done it how many times now? May, June, and now July. May, June, July is happening right now. August August. is also flex. Ain't no way we're doing real LSATs this fall, the way things are going, not happening. Yep. And they, as we talked about earlier, they would be idiots not to keep this online option going. It's just better, so keep it forever. It has to be the solution. So Gordy, I, on the one, even if the flex goes away, I don't think anybody's going to give a shit that you took the flex. All they care about is the number. Also, I don't think the flex is going away. Yeah. Next one. Cool. Yeah. You got this. Why are we getting so many hockey emails lately? We've had a semi pro hockey and now a professional hockey. I don't know. Okay. Registering for the LSAT flex is dumb. (laughs) That's the subject. Yep. Hey Ben and Nathan. I'm just listening to today's podcast episode and heard you ask if you thought people were having problems scheduling Proctor U, scheduling a ProctorU time that works for them. Yes. I logged on to ProctorU within two hours of receiving my username and password email from LSAC and there were literally no spots on Sunday or Monday <laughs> left. Well, hold up, hold up, Jordan. Everyone signed up before they got their username and password. He goes on to say... <laughs> Don't you remember? Right. From, anyways, he does. He says, so he says oh, it later oh, in the email. Okay. Okay. The okay. scheduling format is also God awful. So you have to go through and try to select different times of the day in order to see what's available. I went through hour by hour for all 48 hours of July 12th and July 13th and got no times available for every hour of those two days. The default time that shows up is midnight. Yeah. And you can't, so like, that's already bad. But then what they're doing is they're asking you to pick a time that you would like, and then you hit submit and then they're like, no time's available. (laughs) And then you try a different time and they're like, no time's available. Try again. Try a different time, no time's available. So this, Jordan did this 48 times. Okay. The only two openings I was able to find were around 7 a.m. on July 14th or mid-morning on July 11th. Luckily, the mid-morning works great for me, so I'll be taking the test at 10 a.m. on Saturday, which I think they had previously announced that the first day of testing would be Sunday. But Hmm. weirdly, a bunch of people apparently are taking it on Saturday. Okay. I'm not sure if this scheduling issue is because everyone and their brother used the Reddit hack to register Hmm. early, or if ProctorU just doesn't have the capacity to handle the volume, But I was pretty shocked that the two days on which the test was supposed to be officially offered were full within two hours of the beginning of signups. Hopefully this will be addressed before August. Love the show. Thanks, Jordan. Wow.
0: They need to make the online experience badass and then just go forward with that. Never look back.
1: Yep, I agree. I think that, that we should, I hope that we permanently are in the land of the flex. I see no reason why not to. The remote proctors seem to work. Yeah. <laughs> okay, pearls versus turds Ready? You take this one
0: Yeah, I'm ready Hi, Nathan and Ben, my potential pearl Take practice exams with your webcam light on Without seeing yourself Reasoning I have pretty severe test anxiety And I took the June LSAT Flex Although I was more comfortable taking the test in my own room It took me a bit to adjust to testing While my webcam light flashed in front of the test It flashed? Well, it's
1: just kind of there, isn't it? I mean, you could also get a webcam light that doesn't flash if it literally flashes, but... Hmm. You aren't able to see yourself or the proctor, and maybe it's just me, but
0: not knowing who is watching you is kind of a weird feeling. I'm retaking the August, most likely a flex, LSAT, and this is my new practice exam proctor for myself. Protocol. Oh, protocol, sorry, yeah, protocol for myself. Um, Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a problem with it. I don't know if it's a... Pearl, but I don't mind anyone doing anything that's closer to testing.
1: I guess it's a thing that you should be aware of. I mean, my my, I'm like, one can't you just like put a tape piece of tape tape over the light or something so you don't have to even see the light? Hmm. That might be a hack. Although if that also covers up the camera, then that won't work. But I don't know the light and the camera. I don't know how close they are to one another. Let me see if I I'm cover surprised. Up the light. My
0: light is like a light green. Ooh. I don't even really notice it.
1: What's if yours? I cover up the light, oh, there it is. I'm covering up the light and I'm not really covering up the camera. So the camera is slightly over there. Yeah, you could do it. I think you could figure out how to do that. You could also uh, come to the proctored practice tests that we have in the demon. That's even better because then you'll actually have a, your light will be on because your camera will be on from the zoom uh, and you'll be, you could just put that zoom window in the background mm-hmm. while you do the test uh, and you'll actually have a real proctor We do those on Saturdays, by the way. Um, there's a morning one and there's a late one and there's even a 53 minute section one. LSATDemon.com by the way, if you want to check out all the shit we keep talking about with the LSAT demon.
0: Cool. You got time for this, uh, logical reasoning question? Um, yeah, if we do it efficiently. Okay. Test 65, section four, question six. I'll just read it. It says, the calm, shallow waters of coastal estuaries are easily polluted by nutrient-rich sewage. I could see that. That makes sense to me. Seems like a fact. When estuary waters become over-neutrified, as a result, algae proliferate. Okay. Okay. The abundant algae, in turn, sometimes provide a rich food source for microorganisms that are toxic to fish, thereby killing most of the fish in the estuary. You know, it sounds like a set of facts, and they kind of make sense, and they seem to flow together. So it seems like when you pollute, you end up killing fish. Um, That's my reaction to this passage. You?
1: Yeah. You know, nutrient-rich sounds good. Sewage, of course, Mm -hmm. sounds bad. Yeah, But nutrient-rich, mm-hmm. I could be like, oh, shit, that might be actually good. You know, whatever. Maybe, mm-hmm. Hey, f- shit is fertilizer, right? So maybe this is good. But they turn around and say, well, the thing is you're going to get algae. Then the algae are going to become these food source for microorganisms that are toxic to fish, you know, bacteria, whatever. And then that's going to kill most of the fish in the estuary. Damn. Okay. That sound- so it sounds like this pollution is bad because yeah. it's going to kill fish. I'm expecting a must-be-true question.
0: Yes, it's just a set of facts, so it seems like that's what they're going to give us, and they do. They said, which one of the following can be properly inferred from the information above? Properly inferred means must be true. So what must be true given what was said? Okay. A, fish in the estuary that has been polluted by sewage are generally more likely to die from pollution than our fish in an estuary that has been polluted in some other way. I'm going to reject that because I have no idea what
1: happens when it's polluted
0: in other ways.
1: I would have stopped reading that one somewhere in the middle, you know, somewhere between generally and the end of the sentence. Sure. Um, must be true questions. We need something that 's been proven by the facts i don 't know that generally really anything i mean I, I know the that, time. yeah mm-hmm. I know that sewage can sometimes i don 't know that anything generally anything
0: cool okay b in estuary waters that contain abundant algae, microorganisms that are toxic to fish reproduce more quickly. Than other types of microorganisms? Um, what? Again, it's a comparison that I don't know. We never um, say the
1: words out of scope, but if we were <laughs> going to say the words out of scope, we would probably do that on a must-be-true question. Mm-hmm. When we look at an answer choice that brings up new shit. Yep. That's what I would say. Brings up I new like new shit better because I like new scope shit way is way like out of scope. Yeah, yeah, it's like vague. People are it's like, like, why are you like bringing to throw up new shit? I thought we were talking about sewage, estuary, algae, microorganisms killing fish. Why are you bringing up other microorganisms that are not toxic to fish? That was not in the facts, so we can't pick any answer that talks about microorganisms that are not toxic to fish. Yep, it's new shit. Okay. New
0: shit. See, nutrients and other components of sewage do not harm fish in coastal estuaries in any other in any way other than through the resulting proliferation of toxic microorganisms. Well, I, <laughs> I didn't need to read all of that. Um, when it says in any other way, like, or any way other than this, it's like, okay, I just don't, again, it's new shit. I don't know about other ways.
1: So yeah, all the other ways that sewage might hurt. I mean, it might hurt them directly. <laughs> like it yeah. just might have fucking poison in it that kills mm-hmm. fish. Right. Yep. We don't know, so we can't pick that. Out. D, algae will not
0: proliferate in coastal estuaries that are not polluted by nutrient-rich sewage. We don't know about those coastal estuaries that are not polluted. So again, this is new shit. It's wrong. Better be E. E, over-nutrifying estuary waters. We did talk about that. By sewage, we did talk about that. Can result in the death of most of the fish in the estuary. The word most here is strong, but the passage itself said, thereby killing most of the fish in the estuary. Yep. So it's supported by the passage. This is like essentially restating it. Some people might even not like this answer because they're like, well, the passage already said that. That's, That's exactly the point. Perfect answer. That's what we're yeah. looking
1: for. And there is one word there that we love on this type of a question. Oh, this yes. is a top-down, must-be-true type of a question. There's one word there that really softens it.
0: Mm-hmm. Can.
1: Which is can. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Can means can't possibly sometimes. Well, hey, they told us a whole story about this. So apparently it can happen. And so I'm 100% like I totally you know, can vouch for E. And that's how you should feel on these top-down questions where it's just like, yep, uh, it's totally supported by the given facts. I don't have to add anything to it. It's perfect. Yeah. So the answer is E. My other favorite word like can is? Can you guess? <laughs> um, I mean I really like May. May. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. May, like, May. Can you disagree with May? <laughs> could. Mhm. Yep. Any of those kind of so- Now that doesn't Don't take that too far. Some people are going to be like, "Well, it said can, so I picked it." I'm like that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: remember when you said in the show that if the answer said can or May, it's correct. <laughs> no.
1: It's not what we said. But we do <clears throat> prefer a more weakly worded answer. Anything that's too strongly worded is we're going to be real skeptical of it because the facts have to justify whatever that strong language was. And uh, it's real easy to prove can. So they gave us facts that this can happen. So we are perfectly happy to vouch for the idea that this can happen. So the answer is E. Yeah. Cool. All right. You want to wrap it up there? Let's do it. You can always join the Thinking LSAT podcast group
0: on Facebook. Uh, follow us on Instagram at Thinking LSAT and also at LSAT Demon. Um, on Twitter, it's at Thinking LSAT and Nathan is nfox. Our class online, in Zoom, live, also on your own, on your phone, is all at com. The podcast is at ThinkingLSAT.com. That was episode... 254 of the Thinking LSAT podcast. Thanks all y'all for listening. Nice knowing you. Don't pay for law school.